going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Kegley, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Stephen. Stephen, introduce yourself. What's up? <laughs> uh, so today... <laughs> Bro, wait, 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 like... wait, wait. It's kind of weird letting you do the intro, honestly, but whatever. I'll let you I'm do it this time. things now. I'll let you do it this time. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, anyways... <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about a couple things, not much. Um, we're going to be talking about how Disney's rebooting a couple of our favorite titles as that we were when we were kids. Um, Andy Serkis confirmed for Venom 2, and also Disney canceling some of these Fox films. Um, we'll get into all that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about our top five favorite Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies. Hell yeah, baby. This is an episode full of testosterone and shit. Hell Let's yeah. Go. And also, we will be discussing our Hobbs and Shaw Fast and Furious movie review. <laughs> so um, uh, let's get into it. All right. Um, okay, so first things first. Um, I guess we could talk about all these Disney reboots that they just announced for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Like, um, so... I know they mentioned Home Alone. Night at the Museum, Cheaper by the Dozen, and uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, if I'm going to be honest, I don't give a shit about the last one. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, most of these I don't really care for, except Home Alone, because that's a classic. I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like the most egregious to remake is Home Alone, just because, like, I mean, why would you want to remake it? Like, would it even fit in this day and age? Like... <laughs> Yeah, but then again, like, everything is being remade nowadays. Like, I'm not even surprised. I mean, yeah. So, I guess, like, Home Alone would be, like, the sacred, uh, like, the sacred one out of these four. Because um, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think people care about Diary of a Wimpy Kid. But I'm sure some people, like, especially our age, do have some nostalgic ties towards Cheever by the Dozen. Because I know I used, I used to watch those movies a lot as yeah. a kid. Yeah, that, Cheever by the Dozen... Um, I, I, wait, did it make multiple of those? Yeah, there's two of them. Oh, I only remember the first one. I mean, the first one was a good movie. I think I mean, is I the first it, one the one where they go to like the lake house, or is that the second one? I don't remember, but I just remember the movie being a good time. Like, I don't know if it holds up well, like you know, in today's day and age. But I'm trying to remember. I, I enjoyed that movie. I'm trying to remember like the differences between the the first one and the second one. I think I the know, second but... one, like his oldest daughter, has like the kids in the second one, and oh, or she's yeah, pregnant, maybe. and then that's when they go to the lake house. I maybe have seen the second one then, because that sounds familiar. That's probably the one. Yeah, mm. that's probably the one you did watch. You just don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So those will be rebooted on Disney Plus for those of you that are interested. Um, our Whoa. second piece of news today. Wait, sorry, sorry, it... sorry, sorry. Cheaper by the dozen two has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, we don't go by Rotten Tomatoes anymore. I know, but wow, six percent like <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> that, that's really um, bad. Today, or no, yesterday, Andy Serkis got confirmed to direct Venom Two. Uh, for those of you that listened to our episode last week, we uh, discussed that and we got more in depth with that um, with the mocap and all that stuff. That's probably why he's being brought in. So. He's finally confirmed. He posted a picture himself with a Venom comic book, um, you know, letting the world know he's on. He's on board. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be getting Venom 2, you know, probably within the next two-ish years with uh, Andy Serkis directing. So yeah, which, that should be cool. Eh, whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of the first movie. I, I said this last episode. Uh, we'll see where it goes, though. I mean, yeah, like I feel like we already discussed this, like, in depth. Yeah, we last don't need episode, to go into, but this is definitely yeah. something that we still should have brought up in this episode since it was actually confirmed now. Um, I, I mean, I'm not more excited for the movie. I'm not less excited. Um, I just think they missed an opportunity to get someone who would really kind of give these movies focus and kind of have like a clear vision of what they wanted because I feel like yeah. that was a, one of the bigger problems in the first movie. Yeah, I agree. Although Andy Serkis could just like CGI himself as um Woody Harrelson's like wig, like Dude, just do mocap okay, as his wig. What I was wig. thinking, do you remember? What I was thinking, uh, yeah. But what I was thinking they should do is let Woody Harrelson 
um, act as Cletus Cassidy, and then Andy Serkis come in and do the acting for Carnage. Hmm. Do you think that could work? I mean, but then, like, what's the point of just, <laughs> like, paying Woody Harrelson? Well, that's their fault for teasing him at the end of the first one. I mean, yeah, I guess. That could work, man. I mean, you don't really... Okay, like, Venom does... His Venom's face doesn't, like, emulate Tom Hardy. Do you know what I mean? Like, Carnage's face isn't going to look like Woody Harrelson. It's going to just have, like, this symbiote spider-man like kind of mask you know feel to it mm-hmm. so you don't really need like you know someone's face or acting per se you get what i'm saying like i, I can't even like it's just so weird at the whole mocap and like how these characters work i mean yeah really i really don't care honestly like i don't care either i mean like I, i'm venom one i was just like eh. like i wish they would have gotten someone um who has more control again who has more restraint and a tighter vision than someone to just help the mocap you get me like that wasn't an issue in the first movie and i don't think it's going to be an issue in the second one um although i do wish it was andy circus yeah playing carnage just in general i'm not saying there's nothing against woody harrelson i i don't know i just don't really see woody harrelson you know being a good cletus cassidy he's just like I feel like he's just a name. Like they were like, "Bro, Woody Harrelson's cool at acting. Let's bring him on board." That's a really good impersonation of whoever the the top dogs are. <laughs> One of the Sony producers. But I mean, like if you're going for a big name, and this isn't a knock on Woody Harrelson, obviously, I think he's an amazing actor. But do you think they'd go for Woody Harrelson? Like I can't really think of anything big that he's done in the last like year or two that like grants him like like a-list star enough to go out and get him for for venom 2 you get what i'm saying yeah, when when did he do true detective bro true detective was like 2012 or 2014 15, it was 2012 oh, really? or 2014 yeah okay so never mind that was a long time ago because i feel like that was one of his like bigger roles that like people were like damn Woody i mean Harrelson he, can act i mean he could always act yeah yeah but that was like it came know. out in 2014 by the way i'm looking at it right now Okay. That was one of his better performances, I would say, like in his career. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, he has a lot of great performances, but I don't know. I feel like if they were going by just name, I feel like they would have gotten someone with like a higher celebrity status than Woody Harrelson. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. So, um, um anyways, so yeah, Andy Circus confirmed Venom 2 the next few years. Let's see what happens. Um Next on the list, we have Disney canceling all of Fox's films besides the Planets of the Apes franchise, which I don't really know where we're going to go from here. But, uh, yeah, that's continuing. And Avatar, obviously, because we're getting, like, ten sequels to that. Um, And it's all due to the $170 million operating loss led by X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, no surprise there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm... Yeah. like, that's like crazy. I mean, is it though? Like, I mean, is it though? <sighs> it's just, bro, Dark Phoenix is so bad. Like, <laughs> that's just the first thing that pops in my head. Yeah, Dark Phoenix d- didn't do them any favors, but to cancel an entire slate of well, what else? Movies, what else is on the slate? I'm trying to look that up right now. Um. Because I obviously like Planet of the Apes and Avatar are such huge franchises, you can't cancel that. Um, but I mean, I, if they're maybe like canceling like small movies here and there, like yeah, that sucks. Um, okay, so I know. I know. Well, actually, one of the ones that really disappointed me the most was Disney canceling um, Mouse Guard, which not a lot. Mouse of, Guard. Yeah, not a lot of people know or had heard of it, but it was basically. I don't know what it is so. Okay, it was basically like a CGI um, film about I don't bro, I don't want to say mice, but like like mice, <laughs> kind of like mice warriors and stuff like that. Um, however, like mice, like as in bro, like, like mice, like, as in like, like as in like Tom. I mean Tom, Jesus, like Jerry Mickey from Mouse. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know why I went to Jerry from Tom and Jerry instead of Mickey Mouse, but yes, mice, as in like Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> okay. And they released 
like one of like a test animation and it was really good it was really 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 good and it made me kind of sad that it was canceled but i'm reading up about it right now and it was rumored to have like a 170 million dollar budget which is absurd so i can definitely see why disney would be a little cautious but from the test like the test animation videos it looked really good like yeah. honestly it really 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 looked like it had potential so I'm a little disappointed that it got that it got canceled. Um, they also canceled. Obviously, you know, Gambit was canceled a while ago. Thank God. I mean, I don't really care for Gambit. Um, I feel for Channing Tatum because no, he's been trying to get no, this movie no, no, made no, for no, like no. ten years. Gambit is a great, great, great character in the uh, X Men comics. I'm just like over anything that has to be attached to the Fox X-Men franchise. So that's why I'm like happy that this is canceled. Yes, mm-hmm. I do feel for Channing Tatum. And if they do cast Gambit in the uh in the MCU, Channing Tatum, like I would I would love for him to have the uh, you know, for him to get that role because he's a good he's a good actor. Let's be I'm not yeah, like Yeah, I like Channing Tatum. Give, yeah, people give him crap because he's like, you know, in a lot of like romantic comedies and these romance movies and he just has like one of those faces, but like he's actually a good actor. You can't don't sleep on Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, he's awesome. The the Jump Street movies. He's even good in Kingsman, which I was a little disappointed by. Uh, he was only in it for in like the sequel? Yeah. Have you seen the mm-hmm. sequel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only in the movie for like fifteen minutes. And I think that's generous. Like I think yeah. he's in it for even less. But he was um yeah. He was advertised a lot, like as as if he were gonna be like a main character. Yeah, they marketed the hell out of him. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, like he's a great actor, so I do hope that eventually this Gambit thing works out for him. Um, I'm sure Disney will pick it up, you know, later down the line. Maybe like Phase, maybe that's like a Phase Five or Six movie. I just don't see it happening anytime soon, and I feel for for Channing. Um, I mean, they can always introduce him in just like a regular, like that Mutants movie that they said they have releasing, which I guess is X-Men. Like, they could just introduce him there. Yeah, they could. But, I mean, but I doubt that's, it. Like, like, like we said, that's down the line. That's down the line. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know they also canceled um, Noah Hawley's, um, I think I pronounced that right, his Doctor Doom movie. Like, they were making like a Doctor Doom solo movie. Um, yeah pretty glad that they cancelled it because I don't want anyone to touch Doom before Kevin Feige again you know Doom's already been ruined twice twice on the big screen Um, I'm not saying anything you know negative about Noah Hawley's vision because obviously we don't know what it was but honestly I'd rather just let Kevin Feige have the next run at Doom I don't want that character's reputation on screen tarnished any more than it already is yeah, and it's not even like to that um, to Noah. What's, what's the last name? Uh, Holly. Think Noah Holly. Like it's not even like a like a jab at them. It's more of a jab at Fox with the interference that they might have with the production of that movie. That's why we just don't want to see it. Um, but yeah, like Kevin Feige, a hundred percent, he will bring that character justice. Yeah, and we will. I'm actually happy that that's canceled, and now Kevin Feige has full total control which i guess we could kind of talk about too um i mean we all knew this already but it's already been confirmed again by uh bob Iger, which is like the disney ceo president and for those of you that don't know he pretty much confirmed like two days ago in uh, a conference call or whatever it was um that x-men fantastic four um all those properties are now he's like specifically said these are all going to be controlled by kevin feige under marvel studios so for anyone that was having doubts about all this fox stuff or whatever i don't even know why you had any doubts but that's your confirmation that kevin feige is in fact controlling everything Mm -hmm. yeah so um i mean there's not really much you know, information coming out regarding what movies were just canceled because this Doctor Doom um, and Gambit stuff is, like, pretty old news. I think It's all linked to Marvel, and, like, Marvel, you know, I, I, all this news from Marvel has just been coming out left and right, so I'm not really surprised that, you know, we found out about this right away. Yeah, um, I think, like, one of the movies that are getting canceled, too, is, like, that Die Hard prequel. Uh, just thank God that's getting canceled. I don't, yeah, I don't need that. Yeah, I don't think anyone needs that. So I'm pretty glad that that's getting canceled. Um, But I know Fox does have some movies coming out. I think, like, they have other movies slated for the end of this year and next year. Like, I know they have um, Adastara coming out. 
um west side story steven spielberg is actually making that um i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure those are fox films so i think those are gonna obviously those are already wrapping production or they're already in post so i'm sure those movies are gonna see you know the light of day but anything after that i'm sure is is canned they're just not you know why would they release any information as to what you get me if the public already didn't know about it a hundred percent. I mean, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. It was bound to happen yeah. eventually, anyways. So, yeah. So I guess that pretty much wraps up our news because, like, it's a pretty we slow week, recorded. honestly. Yeah, and we like our our last episode we recorded what like five days ago, six days ago. So you know, it re- there really hasn't been much going on. So you know, that's not, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. You know, yeah, um, man. Sometimes you know, it's just you know. It's sometimes random. it's a slow news week. Yeah. Right. Um. So going right into it, uh, before we discuss our Hobbs and Shaw opinions and review, we want to actually talk about our top five favorite Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies, and um, I'll let Steven take the floor. You begin. Okay. Um. So top five The Rock movies. If I'm going to be honest, I like The Rock, but he's not really someone who I like gravitate towards. Really, I, I'm a huge fan of The Rock. I mean, like, like okay. I, I like I like him, and, and like I really like him as a person too. But yeah, I don't know. He's, he's just not someone that like I see a movie from him, and I'm like, you know what? I need to watch this movie. Like, if okay, if there's a movie that I'm interested in, and The Rock just so happens to be in this movie, I'm happy, and like I'll go see, and it'll make me more excited for the movie. But I won't go like, see a movie just for The Rock. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of. Like, it's kind of like Fast and Furious. Like you know, like for those, I mean, obviously the Fast and Furious franchise, in my opinion, has like just kind of gotten worse. Um, really? That's another. That's another debate. That's just me. Okay, but we'll listen. talk about that during like our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, but when he was brought in for Fast Five, I believe it was. You know, this was a movie that like people were already gonna go see because you know you have um, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, like your favorite. You know your favorite crew from the Fast and Furious movies all coming together. And then the very generous. So happy. Like you guessing that they're my favorite is very generous. Who's your favorite? Um, I want to let that be a surprise for later. Mm. Okay. Anyways, what's your thoughts? What's your top five? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and give an honorable mention actually that I really wanted to put in my top five. I just couldn't find a space for it. And it might be a little surprising because I don't know if this technically counts as a rock film, but he is a main character in it. Um, I'm going to put Get Smart as my honorable mention. Wow. Yes, I love that movie. I don't know what it is. I think... Actually, I'm going to... You just like reminded me of a movie that I'm going to include in my honorable mention list. And it's going to shock you. Okay. But um, that's actually a good movie. Like Get Smart was like a pretty... That was the one with Steve Carell, right? Yeah, Steve Carell plays kind of like this bumbling intelligence agencies uh you know remember he's like a spy um he kind of yeah. doesn't really know what he's doing um and he stars alongside Anne Hathaway who's like you know the badass spy who teaches him like you know how to be a spy she's kind of like a more of a go-getter and stuff like that and you know Steve Carell has dreams of being you know this like James Bond like figure and um I'm just gonna say spoilers because this movie came out like 11 years ago um and the rock is like revealed to be the villain at the end of the movie and i think the rock gives like a pretty solid performance as like someone who is who is steve carell's like friend in the movie and like at the end he turns out that like he's a traitor and he's like the spy that you know steve carell aspires to be like and you know steve carell and him have to like duke it out and stuff you know it's just a fun movie it's nothing great but yeah, it's, it's a popcorn yeah movie. it's a fun time if i'm here like watching like at my house or something and like i see get smart just so happens to be on I'll sit down and watch it. I, I really I enjoy it. I really enjoy the movie. That's interesting. So um so that's obviously not in your top five. So what would no. your number five movie be? Right. You don't want to give your honorable mention? I was thinking we'll do like honorable oh, mention okay. for both of us and uh, top five. Okay, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha, okay, I gotcha. Okay. So my honorable mention, I'm not gonna get too into it because I haven't seen the movie in years, but if you are Can a, I guess what you're gonna say? Say it. Is it the Scorpion King? No. Am I close? No, I'm, I'm going to just say it. Ready? Okay, yeah, say it. The Tooth Fairy. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> do you remember that movie? That movie probably came out in like I actually like I actually do <laughs> actually that do movie probably came out at the same time that Get Smart probably did. I don't I don't know the exact date, but that's like a came out in t- bro. It, yeah, it came out in 2010, nine years ago. Oh, okay, there you go. So I was like in high school when that came out. Yeah, so the Tooth Fairy would be my pick as my honorable mention. The movie, um, I just find it so funny. It's 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 like a kids movie for those of you that haven't seen it. Um, yeah, it's literally a Disney Channel movie. It's yeah, it's like a Disney Channel. It's a dumb movie, but it's just funny, man. It's just I don't know, it's just it's nostalgic. I don't know. I like that movie. So um, fair enough. After that, what would be your uh, number five? Okay, my number five is actually a movie that. I wasn't expecting to ever put in my top fives of like any list ever because I was kind of disappointed. here we are. Yeah, and here we are. I was kind of disappointed when this was announced. Um, At my number five spot, I'm going to have to put Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which... um, Wow. What? That's actually on my list, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you continue. Yeah, I know it was on your list. Don't look at my list. (laughs) Um, I mean... Again, like I said before, I was a little, you know, let down when this was announced because I'm not the biggest fan of reboots, especially reboots of movies that I'm fond of. And I am fond of the original Jumanji with Robin Williams. I love that movie. Me too, honestly. But Great movie. Um, I'm glad that this movie kind of surprised me in ways that I wasn't expecting it to. Um, you know, it still pays its respects to the original movie and this does a good job of being its own separate thing um i do like you know the more modern differences such as like instead of it being like a board game it's a video game and yeah yeah it's very modernized yeah i think they do a good job yeah this is actually one movie that i actually like kevin harden um I love Jack Black in this movie. I think Jack Black is awesome in this movie. Jack Black is amazing. I I love that. I think Karen Gillan is awesome. Um, All in all, it's just it's enjoyable. It's just an enjoyable popcorn flick. Which look, most of the Rock's movies are honestly, Uh, but Jumanji in particular, I think, I think the Rock flexes his comedic chops a little better in those than in other movies. Agreed. Um. Okay, so my number five is actually Rampage, and I, it's it's weird because it's like I was having a hard time trying to figure out what my number five would be, and like I'm not a big fan of Rampage. So a little backstory, like growing up, obviously, like I'm if you guys know who I am, I'm I'm like a huge gamer. I love like you know comic book and pop culture. Are you stuff really? Like that. Um, yeah, I actually am, and I stream on Twitch. I didn't know that. Use tw- use your Twitch Prime sub on me. I didn't know that. Wow. So, yeah, I'm a gamer, man. <laughs> and uh, anyways, um, so for those of you um, listening, Rampage, a lot of people actually don't know this. Rampage is based off a video game, an old school arcade styled uh, video game where there's monsters just terrorizing a city and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, so that movie is based off that old arcade game. And I... When I saw, like, the trailers for the movie, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this. Like, I love the game, but I'm not into it. And then one day, like, a couple months ago, I saw the movie was on TV. So I sat down and watched it in full. It's Like I said, like, most of the Rock movies, like, they're not great. But this one was, like, you know, I feel like it was pretty decent for the stuff that he's done. You know, all these action flicks that he makes. Um, I thought it was a pretty good popcorn action movie. So um, really, like, not much there. Doesn't have a lot of depth to it. It's just you know your typical rock action movie, and uh, I think it was pretty good. Oh, I actually didn't see Rampage. You didn't. Yeah, I mean, I gotta read. Like I, I said, if the movie's on TV, yeah, if the movie's on TV and you got nothing to do, just sit down. And, you know, check it out. Yeah, I think I think I will. I think you convinced me, bro. I I'm, I hope I did because I'm gonna actually be directing Rampage too. Oh, congrats! Breaking news. Looks like I won't be watching that one either. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's your number four? All right, so my number four, uh, I don't have much to say about this one. Fast Five. Um, I guess like a soft reboot of Fast and Furious. Um, if I remember correctly, this is, I think this is the first one that actually introduces The Rock. Yeah, I think it is. Like, and this is like this is like the first one that kind of like, you kind of like... This is like the first like good one. From, 
Yeah, I guess. But like, I feel like the Fast Five was like where you started to like stray away a little bit from the from the racing, and the movies became more about like heists in a way. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I feel like the movies haven't been about like racing since like Tokyo Drift. Yeah, but I mean, T- Tokyo Drift was probably like the one that was mainly about racing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that that's why like it's become sort of like a cult favorite, like amongst like Fast and Furious fans, like dieharders, Tok- like love Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Yeah. But, like, the general oh, yeah, public, that, I, like, wasn't really... I love that movie. Yeah. I, like, the general public wasn't really too fond about it, like, when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But I think people have started to turn on it recently because it's actually, like, about racing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Fast Five on my number four. Most people have seen it, so I'm not really going to go too, like... Yeah, yeah, like, we don't need in to detail dive about into it. That. But I think this is what really um, set the Fast and Furious franchise, like, on the path that it's on today. Agreed. Um, so my number four would be Pain and Gain. Um, if you guys haven't seen that, it's more of like a dark comedy, uh, kind of movie. It's based in the, uh, it's, it's based off a true story. I think the movie was, like, takes place like in the nineties. Um, have you seen Pain and Gain? Um, I saw it like when it first came out. I haven't seen it since. I remember like kind of liking it and thinking, Hey, like a Michael Bay movie that doesn't suck. Yeah, it, that's literally what I was about to say. It's one of the, like the better Michael Bay movies. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm not gonna really dive into it because, like, I I haven't seen the movie in a while. I just remember really enjoying it on uh, and when the movie was released in theaters. Um, you know, Mark Wahlberg I think does a good job. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Oh Rock, yeah, that's obviously. right. Anthony Mackie's in this movie. Yeah, these like all three of these guys. I mean, yeah, they're all three like pretty big dudes, especially The Rock. Uh, but they all like actually they got like massive in this movie. Like I'm pretty sure like they were all like roided up and like j- and not even like t- not even saying like they were taking steroids like just to, like take steroids. They were doing it for the roles because the roles that they were playing were dudes that took like a ton of steroids and all that stuff. So I, it was like more of them like you know trying to like f- you know find the character like in and and method act pretty much you know. Yeah. So I, like I remember thinking like like when I saw like the trailers for this movie. And like all the promotions and all that, all that shit for it. You thought it was gonna be like some juice head movie. Like, yeah, like I, like I'm still kind of like I was under the impression that it was about like movie about like fucking juice heads. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking, I'm like, okay, The Rock is a pretty big guy, but he looks massive in that movie. This movie might be the biggest he's ever been his in in a movie. I don't. I'm not gonna say his entire life, but in a movie, this might be the biggest he's ever been. I'd say yeah, probably. I'd say that's a good, uh, so, good assessment. That's my number four. Um, so what would your number three be? Okay, uh, my number three, uh, spoiler there, is actually Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, so that's actually my number three too. So we won't dive that dive into oh, that right now, me? only because I did copy you. I'm, I'm, I had to use something as a cheat sheet. Oh my god, true. Um, so we're not going to dive into Hobbs and Shaw right now because obviously we're going to review that in a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we both obviously enjoyed that movie. So we'll get into that later. Um, okay, so then what would your number two be? Oh, easy. The other guys. My one and two spot. Mm. My one and two spots were easy. Okay, that's actually a good pick. Uh, I mean, I know The Rock technically isn't... He's only in like probably less than five minutes of the movie. But I legitimately think that him and Samuel L. Jackson are probably the most memorable parts of the movie. Um, 100%. Because I was definitely not expecting what happened with their characters. Um, And I think this is like the first movie that I saw where I was like, okay, The Rock can actually be like very funny under the right circumstances. Like obviously like, okay, like like he was funny and get smart, but I don't think he was at the level, um, you know, like, in terms of like his comedic timing and all that up until he did the other guys because the other guys came out only two years after get smart yeah. and you could honestly kind of see like a huge difference in like his physique in the two movies because i'm looking at alex he shaved his head too yeah he did wow he actually does look kind of weird with hair for like i yeah, know the rock with hair doesn't work okay but if i'm being honest like his hair and get smart looks worse or looks like not worse but looks weirder than his hair in like the mummy movies <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely <laughs> so, um, so yeah that's my number two the other guys that's actually a good pick like, i didn't even think of that's that such a great, um, it's honestly probably one of my favorite comedies yeah um uh, my number two is gonna be jumanji um 
not really much to say here because Stephen pretty much said what's on my mind about that. Um, good movie. I like. I was mad that they made it because I am a fan of the original, but I ended up seeing the the Jumanji reboot on DVD. I didn't see it in theaters. Like a lot of these movies, I'm like, I can't see it in theaters, man. I, I just don't want to support that. But then I see it on DVD or on TV, and I'm like, okay, that's not that bad. So um, Jumanji. I liked it, you know. It's not the greatest movie ever, like uh, most of these movies are. Um, but it's it's good. It's actually like really funny. Like we were, like we were saying, Jack Black, hilarious. Um, so yeah, Jumanji's my number two, and uh, let's get to the uh, number one spots. All right. I mean, honestly, number one was really easy for me. Um, it's Moana. <laughs> okay, you're gonna hate me, but I still haven't seen Moana. Jesus. I mean, what, what, what kind of fan of of film am I if I haven't seen Moana? I mean. Like I know I'm probably gonna catch some some flag for this from some of our like more hardcore Disney lovers, but I think if I'm being honest, I think Moana might be a top five Disney movie. Like I That's a big Yeah, yes, yes. I really, really, really like Moana. Um okay. I love its story, I love its message, um, I love its music and its cast is you know pretty damn good. You know what movie like it's not really Moana it's not Moana, obviously, but this is a Disney Coco's a Disney movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Pixar. That might be in my top five. I mean, if you count Pixar as like, I mean, okay, obviously Disney owns Pixar, but if you count Pixar movies, I guess as you like count Disney it because like Toy Story and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I I know they're not the same, but I, I that just like came to my head, and I love Coco. So oh no, that's yeah, a great movie. Um, you know, actually, who was gonna direct Moana at first, right? No, who? Taika Waititi. Ooh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna direct Moana, and actually, if you watch Thor Ragnarok with the director's commentary on, which is amazing, I really recommend you do that. If you like, I've never done that. I I'm probably gonna do that tonight. It's honest. It's hilarious. It's literally just Taika Waititi making jokes throughout Thor Ragnarok. You've convinced me already. And then I know at at the end, well, during several parts of him doing the commentary, I know his um. Uh, his baby daughter walks in on him and like starts talking and stuff and at the end i know she asks to go watch moana wow yeah so i know he was attached to to direct it at some point i'm not sure what exactly happened that resulted in him not doing it um i mean granted moana was incredible but i kind of wish that that i i could see taika waititi's version version. because he's one of my favorite directors working right now yeah he's amazing so I mean, it's a pretty clear number one for me, honestly. That's a good number one. Um, so my number one, this is actually like a lot of people. This is gonna be, you know, the most random number one movie anyone can ever put on their list. But my number one movie of top five favorite Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies is The Game Plan <laughs> with The Rock. And that little girl, I forgot her name. Madison Pettis. Um, Madison Pettis. That's yeah, Madison Pettis. She's she's not even a little girl anymore. She's like twenty two now. So whatever. Um, this was it a Disney Channel movie or did this come out in theaters? Um, I'm like ninety percent sure this is a Disney Channel movie. Okay, so this movie is just like I don't know, man. Like when this movie came out when I was a kid, I just loved it. There, I just I don't know what, it, and I can probably still watch this day and like seriously enjoy it. Um, that's why I was like, bro, you know what? This has to be my number one because like, I like, and like I keep saying with all these movies, I know they're not great movies, but they're just some, there's some movies that aren't good to like, you know, in a critical standpoint. But like when you're looking at like, you know, like how you're feeling and how just, there's just movies that speak to you. And this is one of those movies. I, I feel like I'm getting really like deep into the Was game it the ballet just, scene that did it for you? The ballet scene literally convinced me that this is the best movie of all this time. this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie where like the rock does ballet right yeah like because the his daughter does ballet like he's like a quarterback in the nfl yes, or something yes. like, superstar <laughs> yeah great movie man great movie i mean i'm not gonna argue against it i've seen that movie you can't argue yeah, it. it's I've actually seen, the best movie. i've seen that movie multiple times it's enjoyable it's nothing obviously great but you know yeah i i love that movie um yeah I mean, there's really not much to say to it so after that, let's get into our Hobbs and Shaw. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, get it right. Reveal. If not, I'm not going to let you do the intro again. 
Yeah, I had to correct myself there before I get fired. <laughs> um, so let's get into it. Uh, Steven, what did you think of Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw? Okay, so um, let's do like a non-spoiler section first before we go in okay. and talk about spoilers. Okay. Okay, so I went into this movie expecting like one of like the dumbest movies like i've ever seen and it's exactly what i got like (laughs) (laughs) like i went in expecting you know dumb action you know dumb dialogue like a dumb plot but i knew what i was getting watching a rock movie with jason statham um with idris elba directed by david leach who is the director of deadpool 2 he co-directed john wick 1 and he directed atomic blonde so I knew what I was getting into. And from the very first scene, which is the, the scene of Idris Elba. Okay. I don't, well, oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. I can't really say it right yeah. now. Before I wanna, yeah, I'll get into yeah, it more yeah. in spoilers. But from the very yeah, first scene. Yeah, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Yeah, when he's like all like Winter Soldier-like and shit like that. I was hooked. Like there's just something about this movie that's like so sincere in its stupidity that like yeah that you can't help but just like but watch the whole thing yeah so like i literally have it written down right here in my notes and it's pretty much like what my thoughts on this movie are is that okay well first of all let me like get some backstory like i i literally hate the fat the fast and furious franchise like right now um the earlier movies i love but when they started to like you know stray away from racing and, and it became more about heist but then the movies got more ridiculous i don't care if the movies are about heist but the movies just got more ridiculous i started to hate them i'm sorry that's me um so it got to the point where like i literally started watching the last fast and furious movie that just released in five or i want to say like 20 minutes into it i think there's a scene where vin diesel is in cuba and he's like reverse driving his car that's in the last one isn't it yeah that's what i'm saying like that was like i started watching that movie and i was like bro hell no i had to turn the movie out i was like i'm not watching this (laughs) so I walked out of that movie thinking, or I stopped watching that movie thinking I'll never watch any Fast and Furious movie ever again. But then here we are. Hobbs and Shaw got got a uh, you know their own film, and I was like, okay, The Rock, I like him. I like Hobbs as a character. Um, uh, Shaw, Jason Statham, he's cool. I'll check it out. But I literally walked into this movie thinking it's gonna be awful, and I walked out like that was pretty fun. That was a pretty fun movie, and. So what I was trying to say that was like on my notes I have written down is how I really loved how the movie embraced how stupid it was. Like they literally were like, okay, so my problem with the Fast and Furious movies is that towards like, especially towards the end, like in the past couple of them, I feel like they take themselves way too seriously. Like Vin Diesel's all like family and like, okay, I get it. I get what you're trying to do, man. What was that Vin Diesel impression? (laughs) That was the best. I'm Vin Diesel, bro. Um, the movies just take themselves way too serious. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not into that, man. Like, this movie literally embraced that it was like a stupid but like a good action movie, and it just, it really does a good job. It's a good like if you, if you're into action movies, go check it out. It's a good popcorn movie. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, uh, when you say that they take themselves too seriously. I think that's like half true. I think that the writers and the directors of these movies like know what they're doing. Like they try to make it campy and they try to make this plot or the plots of these movies like like more and more ridiculous as time goes on and they see that it's what people like. I think the main problem with it actually is the main cast. And by main cast, yeah. I mean Vin Diesel um Tyrese uh, Michelle Rodriguez well, like I think I feel like Vin Diesel is like this is like his project it's like his baby so I feel like just with that like he's he just is is gonna automatically just take it super serious you get what I'm saying yeah and and that's fine like I understand that to him and the rest of this crew or the rest of this cast that these are more than just movies which is like his main problem and Tyrese's main problem with the rock but at the end of the day, um, you kind of need to know like what you're trying to do with your movie. And it feels like 
the writing and like the acting and the delivery are kind of like conflicting with with each other sometimes. And I feel like the only person who really sees what this franchise is trying to do and who has like a really proper grasp on what this franchise has become is The Rock. And really, that's why I think Hobbs and Shaw is... That's literally why the entire cast of the franchise, of the Fast and Furious movie franchise probably hates it. Yeah. And if, if I'm Tyrese and I'm watching this movie, I'm pissed. Because I know Tyrese has been trying to get the studios to fund uh, a movie of him and Ludacris. And they ended up giving it to The Rock and Jason Statham instead. So if I'm Tyrese, I'm pissed. But at the end of the day, the studio knows what the general audience wants to see. The Rock... They know The Rock literally. You put his name attached to any project, it's going to make money. Yeah, and The Rock knows what the audience wants to see. And Fast and Furious franchise now has this reputation of you know ridiculousness. And I feel like The Rock just knows how to tap into that in like a good way more than... Um, you know the main cast of the Fast and Furious movies do. You know what I'm I feel like they take themselves and those movies too ser- seriously, and I feel like it's holding back what the Fast and Furious franchise could be because Hobbs and Shaw was probably the most fun I've had in a Fast and Furious movie, um, and in my opinion, it's probably the best at what it's trying to do because of this. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I, I just like the crew of this movie more than I like the crew of the Fast and Furious movies. I like Shaw and Hobbs. I like um, I, I like I like the things that they set up. I don't I don't want to spoil anything. We'll talk about that in spoilers. But there's a lot of things they set up in this movie that I'm actually excited for the future of the Hobbs and Shaw spinoffs. Yeah, I like Vanessa Kirby as um as Hattie. I like uh, Etienne Gonzalez as Madam M. I like Helen Mirren as uh, Magdalene Shaw. So I think these, I think like the main crew of this movie is honestly just more fun to watch than the original crew of the Fast and Furious franchise. I agree. Honestly, I agree. And I, I don't know. I feel like this, you know, has more room for surprises and twisted turn now that they're set up, they're setting up like another, I guess, like side franchise. Cause this movie definitely sets up sequels. I'm not. I'm yeah, not gonna. If you say haven't sequel, seen it, it, it. This movie, like, it's it's setting up a, a like. There's there's post credit scenes. Um, it's it's setting up a lot, and obviously, like, when we start talking about spoilers, we'll get a little bit more into that. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think this movie does its job at being a ridiculous summer blockbuster better than honestly a lot of summer blockbusters that came out honestly, this year in general. You know who um you might be able to give some credit to? I mean, obviously, we're, you and I both would give credit to him either way. Is uh, David Leach, uh, the director, because he is coming from Deadpool 2. And that's obviously like a movie that does not take itself serious whatsoever. And, you know, he has like that kind of filmmaking attitude when he's making these movies. They're not supposed to take themselves serious and that it works for this it works like i just think david leach so, does a great job at kind of picking up um from a script's tone and atmosphere because you can see it in john wick and atomic blonde where he can tackle uh more serious themes and more serious movies and then you have again deadpool 2 and a movie like Hobbs and shaw where he knows when to be lighthearted, when to play around when to let his cast improvise and you know just have fun and show on the screen that they're having fun because when i watch fast and furious like the main fast and furious movies one through eight i i honestly just don't think that the crew is having fun <laughs> like i feel like yeah i agree like as weird as it is to say like i know like i feel like they're acting and like getting a paycheck and i know like deep down they really obviously do care about this franchise but then when you watch Hobbs and shaw there's just something about the rocks they just they're having fun making yeah there's something here. about the rocks um and jason statham's charisma that just permeates like through the screen and it gets you on board with it because i i think vin diesel is a good actor but he has no charisma and as a leading yeah, no, man super dull yeah and as a leading man uh for these movies it just kind of makes you know the movies in general well, just a little more dull that's why like it was good in the beginning because Paul Walker has a lot of, has a uh, a lot of charisma. Yeah, 
And him and Vin Diesel were able to bounce off each other really well. Unfortunately, you know, Paul Walker, rest in peace. Um, He was a great, you know, he was great for this this franchise. And Vin Diesel is now carrying that load. And, and like, like we said, like he's, his personality and not his personality, but it's just like his, his, something about him is just very like dull. He's just not charismatic. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not like a knock on his personality. Like the dude's awesome. But yeah. um, But like the main problem is just the character he plays. Exactly. And the main problem is, is that when you have a movie like this, that's so dumb and so like self-aware, you need someone who's charismatic to be able to to be able to carry on the load of the stupidity and make it enjoyable and the rock the rock and jason statham are both perfect for that yeah like because i'm thinking like jason statham comes from two movies um like the two movies that come to my head are are crank and crank 2 and those are movies that if you've seen them you know like they don't take like it's another like one of these like it does not take itself serious at all and jason statham uh is able to like carry that those movies with his charisma and with his you know is is acting and it, it just works man and like that's what this movie like it's the same thing it just works in this like him and, and the rock really like him and the rock carried this movie but in a good way like it, it was just yeah I, I think good all around yeah i think idris elba did fine you know with what he was given he was pretty two-dimensional um yeah it, it's just like yeah idris elba for what he like for what was written on the script like he did a decent yeah, job he was definitely I mean, having fun like, like you can tell he was definitely yeah. having fun and he was on board none of the issues with that character were, were on him it was nothing on on his on his yeah end. absolutely it was just more of like the writing but absolutely whatever i think vanessa kirby also looked like she was on board with this she was kind of you know going along with it i liked her a little more in this movie um than in um mission impossible fallout which is a great movie I just think Vanessa Kirby looked, um, I don't want to say interested, but she looked a little more like natural here, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, like, then it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, I, I think the cast in this movie was just having a lot more fun, and that's probably what's being shown. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, it was just it, it, it was enjoyable, and uh, for some reason, I don't know why, I was thinking about, you know, some other like major summer blockbusters to compare this movie to or not really compare but i guess maybe like compare the spectacle to mm-hmm. and i would honestly put this like in the upper tier of you know summer movies that came out yeah honestly i agree um so obviously like for our non-spoiler review me and steven clearly both liked the movie um Let's dive into a little bit of spoilers now. Yeah, I'm down. Let's get let's get right into it so, and discuss some more meaty parts. Okay, so for you guys that have seen the movie or just don't care, there's two names, two big time actors slash celebrities in this movie that was not marketed at all, and I don't even think they show up on the credits of the movie. Yeah, I think they do. And okay, well if they do, then I, I they just okay they did a great job at hiding. These two people in the marketing and everything for this movie, I, I don't know how they did it, but they did. And it, it kind of reminds me of Spider-Man, like for people that have seen Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, at the end of the movie, there's, they show J, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Nobody knew that J.K. Simmons was reprising his role, but here he is. So the two names that I'm talking about in Fast and Furious are Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. And yes, I'm talking about the Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. They are in this movie. Um, that those were probably like the two biggest shocks ever. And at this point, I'm not even Ryan Reynolds was more of a shocker, but uh, Kevin Hart, I was not that surprised because I'm like, okay, honestly, at this point, The Rock and Kevin Hart They're like a are package like, deal. You get one, you got to get the <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah, and <laughs> and um, you know, the Kevin Hart, like, okay, like his the scene, the first scene that he's in in the uh, on the airplane, that scene kind of drags a little. Yeah, bit, I was gonna but say it, that was probably brings, my least favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, I mean. Um, it just went on a I little too long. Would be. Yeah, it drags, but it, he brings a lot of humor. And then obviously, like, like when this you're they're kind of like setting up a whole thing with Ryan Reynolds's character and, and Kevin Hart's character for the uh the future installments for this franchise or spin-off franchise. Um so obviously we're gonna be getting our own team with these guys, and I'm actually like super excited to see how you know the rock and and jason statham and kevin hart ryan reynolds like them all team up bounce off each other's jokes like it's hobson shaw's future is so bright with like these two like guys being added to this uh you know all-star cast 
Um, I agree. I don't know if Kevin Hart will play as big a role in the future as Ryan Reynolds because I have a theory on Ryan Reynolds. Um, I think I know your theory is. Do you want to just hit- discuss it right now? Yeah, just say it. Yeah, you think he's going to be... Um, I think Ryan Reynolds is like the leader of Etheon, which for those of you who are listening guys. and have not watched the movie, Etheon is basically this big uh, corporation who wants to turn the rest of humanity into like androids like i'm saying that very loosely like but um yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like you hear you never see the leader of etheon you only hear him as he's talking to idris elba but you know like the way that he speaks kind of reminds me of ryan reynolds and like there's a joke that they that they make in the beginning of the movie where um i think the rock says or like ryan reynolds said that he saw the rock like kill like stab someone with the brick once and he's like oh do you know how hard it is to do that and then at the end of the movie um like ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is talking to the rock on the phone he's like oh i stabbed someone with a brick um you'd be so proud this is a post-credit scene. yeah this is a post-credit scene um you'd be like so proud of me or something like that but basically the point is yeah and and i think you see it in the background you see the background the point is he stabbed someone with a brick ryan reynolds and that had me yeah, thinking. Ryan like, Reynolds is not the Rock. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is definitely not the Rock. <laughs> so I think there's something more at play there that I think they're building up to, which I'm down for, honestly. Yeah, I I'm super excited for that okay. team up. Just um, give it, just make it just more and more and more ridiculous. Give me Ryan Reynolds as yes. as every and I, villain. I think that's what they're doing. I think they're like, okay, let's throw Ryan Reynolds in here so they literally know that this is about to be ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I want to mention something that that we didn't mention earlier. Um, we have a newcomer actually uh coming onto Backlot. He was going to join us today, but unfortunately he couldn't. But he did write a review that you could find on Twitter. Um. A good friend of mine, Peter Cordero, is joining Backlot, and he made a great point. Woo. He made a great point in his uh, review of the movie, where he said that if he had to like compare this movie to like a drink, that it would be like as if someone took like a can of Monster and like made it into a movie. And I think that's one of the most like <laughs> accurate descriptions. That is actually super. I think accurate. that's one of the most accurate descriptions I, I like I've actually seen of this movie. That's perfect. It's like it's so balls to the wall, like just full of energy, and like it never stops. I think there's only like four scenes off the top of my head that I can remember where it's just like people talking, and they're like a minute long. Like, besides like yeah. the Kevin Hart scene on the, the plane, that movie's yeah, like, the Kevin that, Hart scene is like the longest. Minutes. That scene, <laughs> that scene drags on so much, but honestly, that scene just gives like the entire audience like a quick breather because the movie just throws action at you twenty four seven, and then like that one scene, like obviously like the two three other scenes that are like a minute long of talking, just gives you like a good <sighs> second to just breathe and you know mentally. Uh, formulate everything that's going on in your head and then you continue on the uh, fast adventure of of fast and furious you know action okay so i want to bring up um let's play a game okay okay all right in a movie filled with so much ridiculous shit what are the most ridiculous things that happen in this movie the number one thing that pops into my head as soon as you ask that question, and this will probably be everybody's answer, would be when the helicopter is dragging the cars. <laughs> yes. And the yes. rock turns into Captain yes. America. And okay, does anyone remember the scene in Captain America Civil War when Captain America is holding onto a helicopter and holding onto the to the helipad? I've literally never like stopped thinking pulling- about it. Yeah, like Captain America in that scene is pulling the helicopter closer to the helipad to make sure it doesn't uh, take off. Okay, Captain America is a super soldier, and he was struggling right there. The Rock was holding on to a helicopter by a chain and literally held on for, like, what, six seconds? Like, 
you know, he's he's like, you know, he's doing like a little screech. He's not like screaming at the top of his lungs, but he's like, you know, like, Ugh, like you know, he's he's yeah, hanging he's on like slightly, and he's, then he's, he's able like slightly struggling doing all of this. Yeah, and like, and it's not like you know him like just hold on to the chain like or anything like. No, no, they literally like emphasize like they showed all the angles to literally show you. No, the rock is pulling this helicopter down, or you know, holding on to it, and then he's able to. Yeah, you know, Jason Statham's character is able to, um, you know, like put the car and like move the car in a way so that it like the chain gets enough slack for him to attach it back to the car. Um, so that's just like the number one thing that pops into my head. Like, and ever, it's so ridiculous. But like I said, this movie embraces it, so I'm okay with it. Um, since you already said that, I'm gonna go ahead and say same scene, just a different part of it. Um, the scene where. <laughs> They like link all four cars. It's basically like a big chase scene yes. where a helicopter yes. is chasing um, Hobbs and Shaw, and then like four other cars come and they all link together, and they're all like <laughs> like chained to the helicopter, and the helicopter is like trying to dangle them off of the cliff. So you have like four cars that are all chained together while the helicopter is trying to pull them off the side of a cliff. And I think, like, the last car that's, like, touching the ground only has, like, its two wheels, like, on it. Everything else is, like, up in the air. And then you have that awesome scene where they each um, turn their NOS on. Okay, yeah, that, I wanted to bring that up. So I love that because I feel like that's a callback to, like, the earlier Fast Oh, it 100% was. Know. Yeah, because the new ones, I don't even think, do that anymore. So if you don't know what we're talking about, they for, like, it's, like, a four-second scene. Where they show um, like a close up of the NOS entering like the engine, and if you remember, if uh, the first couple of Fast and Furious movies, like that was a very common thing within the races and all that stuff. So they show them use NOS, and then they they show the the, the close ups and all that stuff, and it was just like such a great callback to the old friend uh, Fast and Furious movies. So I loved that they included that. Yeah, loved it. I liked it too. Um, I also think. Idris Elba saying genocide schmenocide was <laughs> really <laughs> was really stupid, um, but it made me laugh. Like yeah, that and then like when he was like, oh, "I'm Black Superman," I I I love that scene. <laughs> like he, Idris Elba is just so. Like, I'd say he, I, he's a good. Honestly, actor, I'd say man. Black Winter Soldier was more is more appropriate, more accurate. Yeah, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's see. There's also oh oh. There's also the whole idea that. You know, they need this, like, only one scientist in the world who can fix this machine. Oh, my gosh, yes. Who will fix this machine by extracting <laughs> the very dangerous uh, virus that's in um, Hattie Shaw. Um, mm-hmm. But thankfully, The Rock has a mechanic brother in Samoa <laughs> who can also do the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, suddenly, I, like, I guess mechanics are scientists in this movie yeah that was or so ridiculous but the movie the movie is so ridiculous that it, it doesn't even matter i mean at least it knows it's ridiculous and like it plays it yeah up. that's why like i'm okay with it like like if this was like if they did that in the in a fast and furious movie i'd be like bro really had, because they take themselves so serious but this i was like okay that's fine it honestly had everything that i went into this movie for it had great action sequences some great car sequences some fun banter between Jason Statham and The Rock. Yes, honestly, like th- their 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 chemistry is actually like really good. Yeah, they have they do have wonderful chemistry. The, the two of them do. Like it the, the 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 way like and I feel like a lot of it was like was um was like unscripted. I feel like a lot of it was just them like off the top of their dome like just like ripping on each other and it, it really works, man. Like these guys are just so funny, bro. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Peter mentions it in his review that there are worse ways to spend two and a half hours on a random summer night. Like, 100%. 100%. Like, I do not regret watching this movie at all. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, the movie works. 100%. Um, What was I going to say? Um, Yeah, I mean, like... So, one thing that I was a little bit disappointed with was uh, how... Isa Gonzalez, is that how you pronounce her name? Isa? Um, I think it's... I really don't know, honestly. Okay. If, if Isa Gonzalez, Isa Gonzalez. Um, I, I think she's actually a pretty good actor for, you know, all the small roles that she's been given in the past I like her. Years. I like her in Baby Driver. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to bring up. I, in Baby Driver, I thought she was phenomenal. 
I love that movie. Um, so I, when I saw that she was attached to this, I was super, super excited. And, um, you know, for the small screen time that she had, she performed well enough. You know, it was good. But I was so disappointed that she literally only had three minutes of screen time. Like, I, I they have her on the poster of the movie, and she's not even, like, a character in the movie. Like, only for two minutes. So maybe they're setting her up for, like, you know, that big team-up that we're going to see with Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but she kind of had, like, a little thing with uh, Idris Elba, remember? Um they had like uh like wasn't she uh I'm not I'm I can't remember the thought of my head now like wasn't she like kind of on his side Idris Elba's not really yeah. she just turned in um like Shaw's sister but it was part of like a plan oh that was part of the plan yeah. okay okay never mind okay so I maybe we'll see her in the future I I hope so um I'm just disappointed that we didn't really get to see her for a long time I mean who knows maybe she'll be back I like this like Avengers of the Fast and Furious world that they're kind of like bringing together. You have yeah. her, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, who I'm sure will be the bad guy later on. Um, you have The Rock, Jason Statham. Hopefully they they bring back Idris Elba as a good guy, because why not? Yeah. Um, I definitely think that this movie... Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, like... Honestly, like, there's really... Like, other than that, that long-ass Kevin Hart scene, like, there's really not many scenes that, like, really kind of bugged me, you know? Like, if I'm being honest... I don't think I ever want to watch another Fast and Furious movie that's not Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, like if 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 these two dudes aren't in it, like I'm good. Like this movie does Fast and Furious better than Fast and Furious. A hundred percent. And I think. Hundred percent. I think that's. I think that's what I'm gonna end my thoughts on with. Yeah, there's really not much more to say. This movie isn't, you know, crazy in depth or anything. It's not like the craziest story ever. Um, so if you really like, if if you like action movies, go watch it. If you if you don't care for action movies then don't go watch it if you want <laughs> that's honestly what if I, you want to see the rock and jason statham punch a lot of things and blow a lot of things up watch this movie, this movie. if you want to listen to ryan reynolds talk about the ending of game of thrones watch this movie because oh, he yeah. literally does that not about he, that great scene. he's just yeah, he, great he's scene. just as pissed as we are about game of thrones season eight you know what I love about Ryan Reynolds is how he's literally just playing Deadpool in person now. Yeah. Like every every role that he has, he's Deadpool. Yeah, always. Which I I mean I don't mind because I love Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. So whatever, just yeah. let him keep doing so, it. So, with that being said, um, obviously Stephen and I like the movie. So if you are you know hesitant about it or anything, uh, we definitely recommend go check it out. If you are a fan of action and Fast and Furious, whatever, go watch it. So that is our thoughts on that. Steven, I'll let you close. Yeah, because I didn't open, so I feel weird. Yeah, I, I want to let you do something. <laughs> um, Wait, does that would that make you like the Shaw of this group? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, so then I, I, I'm more of like the Hobbs then. Okay, I'll take it. Okay, interesting. Okay, so um, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Uh, before we go, I will say follow us on Twitter at Inside Backlot. And definitely, definitely check out uh, Peter Cordero's uh, review on Fast and Furious that he wrote up. You'll find that on our Twitter and his Twitter. Um, it really is a great piece, and it's not long. Um, you yeah, it's it's a pretty short piece. I, I definitely recommend you guys go read that. It's it's really yeah, good. it's a pretty short piece, but it's a fun read. Um, and it really wraps up all of our thoughts on Fast and Furious in like two minutes, as opposed to this like hour long podcast. Um, yes. So definitely check that out. And tune in next week because I think next week we're actually going to be talking about multiple, multiple sh- movies. I know. Yeah, next week might be a big episode. Yeah, I know we're going to be wa- uh, watching and reviewing scary stories to tell in the dark. But there's also no way that I'm going to skip out on a chance to watch and talk about Dora, the Explorer live action movie, which has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. This might be the best movie of all time. It might actually be the best movie of all time. Or at least so, the best Dora Explorer movie of all time. <laughs> if you're interested in Dora the Explorer at all, tune in next week. Yes. Tune in next week to see. Oh, also, also, wait, hold on, I want to say this. Okay, um, you just interrupted me. I'm interrupting you always. Follow us on Twitter at Inside Backlot and follow us on Instagram. We're trying to, we're trying to, you know, 
dabble into a little Instagram here and there. We're not, you know, 100% committed to like we are with Twitter, but we're, we're trying to expand, you know. We want to see so where exactly we want to take this Instagram because we don't want our Instagram to be the same as our Twitter. So we're just kind yeah, of playing like around trying to, We're things. trying to see exactly. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's uh, inside the back lot altogether. And you can check us out there. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, we've kind of, you know, discussed everything. We're going to have an episode next week. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And also, little surprise, stay tuned for some Avengers Endgame news from us. That's all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> See you guys next week.